Arizona Sports. Sports. The local sports sports leader. Burns and Gambo. The 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. And away we go with the top stories of the day here on the Burns and Gambo show. It's a little ditty we like to call the 4 o'clock reset here on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. We start with the Phoenix Suns. They're in Dallas tonight taking on the Mavericks after trouncing the Spurs yesterday. 6.30 game. 6.30 game. Yes. That seemed to really surprise you earlier. I'm not used to 6.30 games. Yeah, okay. Well, mm. it's, you know, you got to break out of your routine every now and then, Gambo. 6.30 tip time. You'll hear it here on Arizona Sports. It's, of course, a return to Dallas for the first time since last year's postseason. They didn't win a game in Dallas during last year's postseason. Some emotion still, I would imagine, just because that's a place where we didn't play that well in the playoffs. But we're a bit different as a team from injuries, personnel. So are they. We'll try to do our best in a pretty cool environment and try to get a win before we go home. Suns have the best record in the Western Conference. The Mavs have the 10th best record in the Western Conference right yeah, now. Yeah, no Dwayne Washington tonight. Correct. The Phoenix Suns. No Chris Paul still. No Cam Johnson. but uh, no, Dwayne, Torrey no Torrey Craig. Yep. Uh, but no Dwayne Washington added to the injury report for Phoenix. Christian Wood is also questionable with a non-COVID illness for the Mavs. It's been questionable ever since like the first week of the season for them. Hasn't it's played very well. Seemed to be a very questionable addition mm. to their roster. Mikel Bridges however, will play in his 333rd consecutive NBA game after a scare against the Rockets, then a great performance yesterday against the Spurs. What a blessing it was to be able to win like this and he didn't have to play heavy minutes tonight. That gives him more time to heal. When the soreness comes up or whatever comes up from an injury standpoint, I want to protect him as I do all the guys. But once I got the clearance that he was okay, it's like, all right, go, because I know you want to be out there. 133 to 95 the final yesterday. Do you remember who has the record for the most games played in the NBA? Mm, I think I do. No, I Because I think he played for the Suns. I think I know. AC Green? AC Green. I'm pretty sure it's him. I think it's AC Green. I think, I think it's AC Green. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. AC Green is the all-time record holder for most consecutive there games played. How many? 1,192. Oh, what? The streak started in November of 86. Oh, and lasted until April of 2001. Holy crap. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah, you're not catching him anytime soon. <laughs> November of 86 until April of 2001? He went the entire 90s? When did it end? April of 2001. I mean, he, he played for the Suns. I'm looking this up. Played for the Suns 93, 94, 95, 96, and oh, yeah. then he got traded halfway through that. So that whole time he was with the Phoenix Suns. He didn't miss a game? He didn't miss a game. I mean, I remember, of course, his time with the Suns. I, I had forgotten all about the streak. Man, that's crazy. 6.30 tip time. You'll hear it here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, not that we're into celebrating anniversaries or anything, but oh. four years ago today, the Arizona Diamondbacks traded away America's first baseman, Paul mm. Goldschmidt. That trade turns four. I'll never forget that. I I did break that trade story, and you were out that day. I was. And Luke was filling in. And Luke had never been with me during, like, a time like that. So I remember, like, okay, I'm, like, working, and, like, you're going to... And Luca just stopped talking, and he looked at me like you, you have to talk now. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I'm, like I'm gonna, I'm breaking this story right. Like I can't talk. 
So it's just, I'll never forget that. It was just trying to like, you know, because I'm so used to, you You know what happens. Like, if I have to work on in, on a story or something, you just start talking and you don't shut up until it's the commercial break. I do like to talk. There's yeah. no question about that. Luke wasn't used to that. I'll uh, never forget that. Around Major League Baseball today, Jacob DeGrom actually happened on Friday, but Jacob DeGrom, DeGrom going to the Rangers. Five years, $185 million. The wow. Big, the big moves today. Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a big deal. Justin Verlander to the Mets. Two years and 86 million dollars for yeah. a 39 year old pitcher. Yeah, but you know what? I like the two year deal instead of the five year deal. Like with DeGrom, you got five. He's a great pitcher, but he's coming off an injury. He didn't pitch a lot of innings last year. Verlander came back from uh, from his Tommy John and won the damn Cy Young Award. He's so 39 years old. I know. Him and Max Scherzer are in the same rotation, yeah. though. Him and Max Scherzer together. You want longevity. How about Trey Turner to the Philadelphia Phillies? Everybody knew he was going there. Yeah, that's why the Diamondbacks are not getting Xander Bogart. Stop people. Stop asking me about Bogarts. I, I don't think anybody thought it was going to be for 11 years. 11 years. Yeah, it takes three. 40. They're going to regret that for the, for five years. They're going to regret that. All of these guys. DeGrom's going to be 39 when his contract expires. Verlander's going to be 41. Trey Turner's going to be 40 when these current contracts expire. It's nuts. It's crazy. It is crazy. 11 years, 300 million. He's a great, great player, And but that's what those, like, that's baseball. Yeah. You could do 11-year deals in baseball. And the reason why you're getting asked, by the way, about so Xander Bogarts so again. Yeah. John Morosi of the MLB Network tweeted out something, I think, earlier today yeah. about how he still thinks the Diamondbacks are in it. You yeah. say they're not. They're not. Listen, they, they did kick the tires, but Bogarts would have, would have to be willing to play another position besides shortstop because the wall is right around the corner, which he's not. And the Diamondbacks would have to free up money by trading you-know-who, and nobody wants him. So, like, there's, there's no real... And then if you... Listen, here's why you're not getting Bogarts. We're we not calling Madison Bumgarner by name. We're Did, just calling him you-know-who You know who. You'd have to trade you-know-who. Did you see the contract Trey Turner just got? Well, I just read it. Right, I'm saying. Like, that. Just that, that's why the Diamondbacks are not getting Xander Bogarts. Here, I just read it. Because that's what look at Trey Turner just got. Bowl games are all set in college football. The Peach Bowl will be national semifinal number two on the day. Number one, Georgia versus number four, Ohio State. Semifinal game number one will be right here in Glendale. The Fiesta Bowl, number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. Both of those games will be played on New Year's Eve day and night. Those announcements were made over the weekend. Your final four teams. So number one, Georgia versus four, Ohio State. Number two, Michigan versus number three, TCU. Michigan gets a, Michigan gets the easy draw. Like oh. They should be able to beat TCU oh. with their defense, Michigan's defense. Although the way Georgia is playing, you could argue they got just as easy a draw. So Georgia-Michigan in the final? Seems like we're headed that, that way. In. Write yeah. that in. We'll see if we get any kind of updates. Uh, we have a handy-dandy transfer portal tracker at oh. ArizonaSports.com. Oh, it is handy and it is dandy because it just keeps track of everything for you. lets you know who's in, who's out. We know multiple Am I royalties players. on this. Well, it's not the like handy the handy, handy notebook. notebook. Yeah, no, I, I kind of stole it. Like it's kind of like you know, you stealing want the song. royalties from a company that pays you an exorbitant salary. Yeah, I guess I don't need it. Ladarius Henderson, Omar Norman, Lot, Jace Feely, Daniel Nagata, and Anthony Cooper among the Sun Devils who have entered the transfer portal. Speaking of, did you see? Did you see the crazy stat about the number of kids who entered the transfer portal today? 500? 667 oh. players. Right. Do you know how many scholarships there are not, that are not available? 667. It's an all-time daily record. The previous high. This is nuts. 270 was the previous high. 667 today. Come on, man. Forget about it like that. We know that this is this is terrible for football. This is not good. 
You might be right. Players like, but it's here to stay. Okay, like the, 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 the USC kid who went to Pittsburgh is now in the transfer portal. Yeah. Like he, like you were at USC, then you left, you went to Pittsburgh, and now you're trying. You're gonna see kids play. You're gonna see kids played at four different schools over four years. Who's gonna be the first guy to play at like five different schools? <laughs> we'll see. Dorian Singer, the Pac-12's leading leader in U receiving yards from U of A, mm -hmm. entered the portal, and according to reports, Utah and Arizona State were very quick to offer him. So we'll see where he ends up when it's all said and done. Utah and Arizona State. Utah and Arizona State. According to the reports, he's gonna go somewhere where they're gonna give him some money. Quick to offer. For Dorian Singer. Around the NFL, Panthers today waved quarterback Baker Mayfield. Finally, big story. See where he lands because in maybe a related story, 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo out for the season after a foot injury. Could Baker go to San Fran? Brock Purdy is the starter because Trey Lance is out for the year. Jimmy Garoppolo is out for the year. The Perry High School right. grad out of Gilbert is now the starter there. He was a former Mr. Irrelevant in the draft last year. The last overall player taken. Did he go to school? Iowa State? He did. He went to Iowa State. Yes, might sir. Be, might be a better player than, than Baker Mayfield right now. Lamar Jackson week to week with a knee injury that he suffered yesterday in the Ravens win over the Broncos. And Seattle running back Kenneth Walker sprains his ankle in yesterday's Seahawks win over the Rams, who also announced that Matthew Stafford is probably done for the year. Seattle needed that win. Yes, they, they had to have that win. They are holding on for a playoff spot. They needed to win that game. That was a big win for them. Surprisingly, a somewhat big game tonight on Monday Night Football. Record-wise, no. But in terms of the division, Saints-Bucks tonight. An NFC South showdown in which the winner <laughs> very well win that division. <laughs> they should not allow a team from that division to make the playoffs. Yeah, it doesn't really work that way. That's what they, we should, they should not allow a team from that division they, they, to get they it. Could, they could try it like that. And we'll mention this now, even though it happened on Saturday morning. World Cup. Team USA bounced by the Netherlands by a score of 3-1. to one. I'm very sorry I didn't go to my friend Scott's World Cup. Party. Didn't Scott know that they weren't going to win? Like, I told everybody, like, they're not going to win. Know. They're not going to beat the Netherlands. They have no chance. It's like, is he invited? It's not going to happen. He invited me, and it's like, do I really want to go over right. to his house just to watch the U.S. lose again? How many people, in, how many people live in this country? Uh, I have no idea. Three, my 350? 400 million? The Netherlands has like 15 million people that live there. I'm telling you, the Netherlands has like 15 million people. I don't know how many. How many are in this country? Eric, Eric's working on 331.9 million. 331.9. And the Netherlands, I'm going to say 15 million. And they kicked our ass. And oh, well, we had some chance. Yeah, we, we didn't, we, there was never a chance. There was Seven, never a chance. 17.53 million. 17.5 versus 331 million. And they beat our brains in. <laughs> when we come back on the Burns and Campbell show, that's your four o'clock reset. We don't know when Chris Paul will return this season, but is what we're seeing without him mean they won't need him next season? That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo show. And Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. So Tablet campaign to trigger it in underneath the hoop to our right. Gets it to Booker. Down low. Eight. And he'll flush it home with both hands. And that was great ball movement right off the inbounds pass. Payne to Booker to Aiton. And the Suns are within two. It's been so long since Chris Paul has played for the Suns. It's it's almost, I mean, 
I remember it, but it's been, what, 13 games? Tonight's the 13 13th games. game that he's mm-hmm. missed? It's been a while, and it doesn't, I don't know when it's going to end. Nobody seems to know when it's going to end. It's, it's, it's become somewhat mysterious, but at the same time, somewhat kind of forgotten about. They're playing games. They're winning games. Everything's going fine without him. It hasn't been like a real emergency what? without Chris Paul, right? What it's done is it, it took off. The conversation when Chris was playing is, what the hell happened to Chris Paul? Because he wasn't playing very well, right? He wasn't shooting the three pointer very well. He wasn't. Uh, it just wasn't. The assists were were good, but it was everything else. It was like, well, you know, what happened to Chris? It's a, it was a lot different. His field goal percentage was was de- so his field goal percentage was. I'm looking it up. And it was thirty six point eight percent last year. He shot forty nine point three. His three point percentage was twenty seven point three percent. Twenty seven point three. You know, he's a career thirty six point eight percent shooter. So I remember a lot of the conversation was, "What the hell has happened to Chris Paul? He's no good." And it was like trying to figure that out. And now he's 13 games. You haven't had him. So you almost forget the fact that he wasn't playing very well when he was playing. And now the conversation is, what the hell happened to Chris Paul? But not in the same way that you brought it up. It's, right. Where'd he go? Like, like where, where, you know, how bad was this heel injury? How slow are they taking it? How cautious are they being? Is there, you know, we had James Jones on last week. And after he got promoted to president of basketball operations, he said, look, guys, if there was something else going on with Chris, we tell you. We don't hide stuff like that. We would let you know if there's something else going. Remember, after he first injured the heel against Philadelphia, he told Dwayne Rankin that night, the beat writer for AZ Central, if this were a playoff game, I could have kept playing. I talked to the Suns on that trip. They had the two games, Miami and somebody else, and it was like, he's going to play in one of these two games. Like They thought he was going to play in one of those two games. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. He hasn't been back yet. So it brings up another interesting point that, you know, I mean, at some point, somebody's got to have this conversation. So we'll have the conversation because I'm not afraid to have it. What do you do about Chris Cole next year? Because his contract is pretty easy to get out of. He's got to make $30 million, but he has the great job that James Jones did. Only half of it's guaranteed. Mm -hmm. You want to save $15 million next year and use that on somebody else? You can. You can. Mm -hmm. So if you like, you know, I think it's fair to ask if this is Chris's Chris's last year in Phoenix. Oh, I don't think it's unfair at all. Because he's got one year left at $30 million. You may look at him and say, look, are you better off with Chris for $30 million or without Chris for $15 million? I think the way they've played these last few weeks has really given you a lot of belief that you'll be fine without him. If I'm just being honest about it, I, I mean, like, it's, I don't think you're wrong, you know, and not because campaign is the answer necessarily. I mean, he has played very well this year, and it's been a real pleasant surprise watching him in this starting role. I still have some trust issues with him, but whatever, that might be more of a me problem than a him problem. I think more than anything, it's about Devin Booker and how good he continues to look when he's kind of running the show. He's he's, and I know we always talk about this point book thing, and I know it's better off if they have a point guard next to him, so it kind of frees him up. Yeah, but man, watch. That game yesterday, and I also know the Spurs suck. But watching him yesterday, he was a maestro. He he got whatever he wanted. He got whatever he wanted for his teammates. He's so smart and so good with the basketball, and his point book skills have gotten so much better and better. I think the answer to your question really, honestly, depends on how they play with him when he gets back. Is he the better version of himself? Is he shooting better? Is he more the Chris Paul that we remember? You're right. Or is he the version that we saw before he got hurt? Because if he's the version we saw before he got hurt, they can probably do away with that. If he's the version, the 10 game, like if he really is toast, 
And like last year was the swan song for Chris Paul. And he's going to, the way he played in the first 10 games, if he comes back and he's similar to that, <clears throat> time to move on. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. You're going to save the 15 million bucks. Yep. You'll pay him $15 million, parting gift, and you're going to take that up. You're going to take that money and you're going to use it somewhere else. Now, if he comes back and he plays at a high level, well, then you're like, okay, for 30 million bucks, we'll keep Chris Paul for another year. I think you're right. I think a lot of it depends on how he plays when he comes back. But he, remember, he had, he was playing pretty poorly in the first 10 games of the season. Oh, yeah. And we, and, and now all of a sudden you go 13 games without him. You almost forget how bad he was when he was playing. I think the more pertinent question, honestly, is, is when he does come back, can they win a championship if he's playing the way he was playing before he got hurt? Do they need Chris Paul at his best to win a championship this year? Probably. Or if he he comes back and he's still that very off version of himself like he was those first 10 games, does that that sink their championship hopes? They probably need him to play at a high level to win a championship. Okay. I would think so. (sighs) A lot of that depends on Aiton, I think. Fair. I think a lot of that depends on and if he can pick up the slack. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if he can pick up the scoring slack, and if Mikel can pick up, and you're going to get Cam Johnson back, then I don't know if you really need Chris Paul's points. You need Chris Paul's acumen. You need his vision. You yep. need his leadership. You need his intangible. You know, right? But if you don't need him to score 17 or 18 points a night, you can live with him scoring 10 because you're getting those points from elsewhere. It's when he scored that you needed. It was when he scored. Fair. That's true. And, and that's it and that's fourth quarter, five right. minutes. It was when he scored that made him so valuable. That's why seeing Eaton perform in those moments matters. Seeing Bridges perform in those moments matters now because you need to know, can we replace that production in the fourth? Now, Fourth quarter in November is a whole lot different than fourth quarter in game six in Dallas. Yeah, but I like what you said earlier. I mean, you got Boston and Tatum. You got Luka and, and the Mavs. You've got, New, you've got New Orleans. Like, you struggle in those games. It could be like, okay, let's, you know, let's get Chris. I, I, this is a very, before you finish, I thought, this, you're right. This is a very playoffy like week for the Suns, yeah, right? Yeah. And let's, uh, if they don't have Chris this whole week, and who knows when they're getting him back, let's see how they do without him in this very playoffy like week. If they continue to play well without him, it's still going to come down to playoffs, right? It's still, But I think that, I, I think that you look at the money, and if, if, you know, if that money can be better used, to, now I'm not saying it can't, oh, you're going to do it because camp, you would still need to go get a Point guard, thousand percent. But it's just I could save fifteen million dollars not having Chris next year. Yeah, but if he if he and that's why it depends so much on how he plays when he gets back. Because if he's playing well, you have to run. You it justify back. it to yeah, bring him back. You mm-hmm. have to run it back. You they have set to. the contract. Uh, the Suns did a good job in setting that contract up. If they want to get off of him this year, they can. Yeah. If they wanted to, they can. Yeah. Of course, you're 15 million bucks, but it's better than paying 30. Yeah. And, and then remember a Cam Johnson contract extension potentially could be kicking in next year. If they, whoever the new owner is, if they decide to keep him when he comes back, the, the bottom line is that with Chris, so much is yet to be determined and more than anything else in the short term, immediate future. When is he coming back? When is he? What point can we see him back on the floor? That has become. And now, I mean, like, I hate to be suspicious about it. I want to take James Jones at his word. My goodness, it's been a long time since he's been out. Long time for just a bruised heel. Doesn't it feel like that? 
It does. But he said, I would tell you, we're honest with you guys, I would tell you. A lot of people are speculating that it's an Achilles to say, no, it's just a sore right heel. And James said they're just trying to ramp him back up, right? He's been out for so long, we got to ramp him back up. 13 consecutive games, hasn't played in almost a month. November 7th at Philadelphia. The last time that he played, I think, was the November 7th game. So it's been a while since Chris Paul's played. All week, listen to the Wolf and Luke show, the Pantera call-out. You listen for it. When you hear Wolf do the call-out, call 602-260-9870 for your chance to see to win tickets to see Metallica and Pantera at State Farm Stadium on September 1st. That will be a really exciting show. When we come back, first it was Trey Lance, then it was Jimmy. G. Now it's Brock Purdy. Are the 49ers done, or are they going to go out and get another quarterback? That's next. Burns and Gambo. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports station. Big Red Monday. Presented by Sanderson Ford with Burns and Gambo. Big Red bye week for the Arizona Cardinals. Next up, one week from tonight, they'll take on the New England Patriots from State Farm Stadium on Monday Night Football. I gotta win. Half the season's gonna bye week. <laughs> well, well, yeah, it has mm. been a great season for the Cardinals. As as we've talked about many times, it has been a great year for the Arizona Cardinals. This whole year, you'd be. Did we ever figure out? Did you guys? I I, I was uh, off a couple days. So I went to my son's baseball tournament in Las Vegas. Did you? Come up with one thing that the, that was good for the Cardinals over the course of the we year. We didn't really think about it much oh, okay. more after that. We All talked right. about that on Wednesday. We're still waiting. We're still, we did, you know, one. Mm. What, what has happened good to the Cardinals? What's in a good thing that happened? It's been a long, hard year for the organization. Uh, it's four thirty though. It's time to get an update on our Twitter poll questions of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show with Eric. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Rubes, what you got for us today? All right, we've got two. We'll start with the one that we went at 2.30, but we'll do it quick because it is a blowout. Does ASU football's mass portal exodus damper the, quote, Kenny Dillingham effect on the program? Both of you guys went no, and so did 73.6% of our audience. So let's cross over to a Suns question. Okay. Big week for the Suns. Their next four games, including tonight at Dallas versus the Celtics at the Pelicans and then at the Pelicans again four games what's their record oh heck I don't know (laughs) that is not one of the options I don't think I've ever heard you use the word heck Heck. That's a good point. It's a good word. I've known Gambo for 20 years I don't think he's ever used the word heck hell Mm. yeah heck no um <laughs> it's not a. It's not a oh. word that you can't use. Oh, no, of course not. No, it's not. It's yeah. just usually you choose a word that's so much more powerful, not usable on the air. Yes, I think. Oh gosh, darn! That's a good question, Eric. Oh right? golly! Oh golly! Oh heck! That's a good question. That's you okay? Something happened to you in Vegas? You all right? You came back using the word heck. That's just weird. No, this is really concerning. I can see the look. I was up. He doesn't know what to do. I was up at six o'clock in the morning because the kids had an eight o'clock in the morning game, and they kept freaking winning yesterday. I got home at like eleven thirty at night. It's a heck of a day. (laughs) I was yeah. I was just gonna say, sounds like a heck of a long day. It was a long day. Um, you know what? Put me down for. At Dallas versus the Celtics, double at Pelicans. Two and two. 
That's it, it's got to be two and two. It's got to be two and two. Yeah, two and two. Put me down for two and two. Two and two in second place, leading the way at forty four point seven percent is three and one. Two and two at thirty four point nine percent. Four and zero oh at fifteen point eight percent, and four point six say under five hundred. Mm. I tell you what, they go three and one against that stretch. I know it's December. That's pretty. You'll just pay Chris Paul to ten fifteen million right now. Tell him not to come back. Pretty impressive. If they can go three and one against that stretch at Dallas, home against Boston, then two on the road in New Orleans. Devin Booker playing the way he's playing. I mean, it's possible. It is. Like he's, and you know he's going to step up for the Luca, Jason Tate, like all this talk about MVP. And here you are, you're facing two of the favorites. Sure, sure. He's going to want to prove himself. Sure, and and don't and win me my fifty five hundred bucks. Don't sleep on the Pelicans either. They're now the number two team in the Western Conference. They're playing really well. They, okay. I, they, I didn't even know that. The Pelicans are the number Pelicans two team? Are numbered, they beat the Denver Nuggets last night. They got 38 from Jose Alvarado. The Pelicans are second? The Pelicans are second in the West. Pretty sure. We double check just to be sure. Well, I watched a lot of sports over the weekend even while I was in Vegas. The New Orleans Pelicans are 15-8. and eight. They're a game behind the Suns. Second best wow. record in the West. Wow. That's good for them. Good for them. They're playing. I tell you, that's an organization you're going to have to contend with oh, of for course. a long, long time. Of course. Sons. You're going to have to deal with them. The 49ers are going to have to deal with this. Out for the season with a broken foot, according to Coach Kyle Shanahan. He had a couple different breaks in his foot. He's going to have an MRI and other uh, tests today just to determine what damage is there. He is expected to have surgery. Again, it is expected to end the season and head into a very murky offseason for Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. What we know right now for this season is that Brock Purdy, the former Mr. Relevant, is going to be their starting quarterback. Acquitted himself quite well yesterday. We will see going forward what that looks like. I, I get it. I watched a lot of good morning football today on the NFL Network and, and one of my favorite shows. And they tried, they kind of tried to figure out how Peter Schrager in particular, hey, it's their defense. It's not about their quarterback in San Francisco, they can still win games. They can. And they can, but but you said it really well earlier in the show. Man, at some point in the playoffs, Brock Purdy in the playoffs is going to have to do something to win that Dallas defense, game. Eagles defense. You're going to run into a defense that's Minnesota maybe. You're going to run into a team that's going to be able to stop Christian McCaffrey and take some things, and you're going to have to make plays. Yep. And you're going to be like, okay, like for us to win, Brock Purdy's going to have to play well. We can't just run the ball and play good defense and win this game. He's going to have to make plays for us. Yeah, and can he? Now, the former Mr. Irrelevant, he was the last player taken in the draft. The Iowa State player went to Perry High School in Gilbert, right down the road from where I live. He's a local guy all the way. He played well yesterday, you know, coming in and playing for Garoppolo when he left with that foot injury. And unless the 49ers go out and do something else, which they very well could, obviously Baker Mayfield's the top name out there now that he got released by Carolina today. It's going to be on Brock Purdy's shoulder to take a roster that is loaded with great players and see if he can be the caretaker of it for these next few weeks and into the playoffs. It's a big ass. Yeah. And, and now, could, could you go out there and get a Baker Mayfield? Sure. I mean, he's available. You could try to do that. Their next game is against the Bucks. Then they play Seattle, Washington, the Raiders. By the way, guess who had three sacks yesterday? Did Chandler Jones have three sacks uh, yesterday? Yes, yes. He finally decided to play. It took him to a week, you know, you know why? 13, but he finally decided to play. You know why? Why? You were in Vegas. Clearly, he was trying to put on a show oh, to impress you. Oh, yeah. You know, he's like, hey, yeah. my, guy's, my guy Gambo's in town. I got to show him I'm not worthless. 
Was that game in Vegas yesterday? I'm looking right now. I don't think it was, but if, if I found out if that it, I was in Vegas, if he was, if, if, they, if they were home yesterday, that'd be a really cool story. Yeah, it, it, was, it was in Vegas. I think it was in uh, Vegas yesterday. Yeah. He heard his boy Gambo was in town. He said, "I'm gonna yeah. put on a that's show that's, for my man." That's that sob that said, "I'm not worth five dollars." <laughs> I'm gonna get three sacks. I'll show you. <laughs> you know, so season total now three and a half. Three and a half. Oh, Chandler, good yeah. job. Good job. No, I didn't see that about Yes, he actually, for the first time this year, he actually showed up to a, to a, to a game and played. <laughs> uh, San Francisco, they play the Bucks, Seattle, the Commanders, the Raiders, and then they, they end with the Cardinals. You, you, like, you, you're favorite to win all of those games. You're, you're favorite yeah. to win every one of those games with Purdy as your quarterback, but, but you I think. I, I, I agree. It's not about the regular season. No. They'll be, they'll be fine in the regular season. It's about the playoffs. And if you got somebody, look, I would go get Baker Mayfield. What do you what do you have to lose? You got nothing. You got nothing to lose, in? But but just understand Baker Mayfield has been awful this year. Awful. Right. He's also playing on an awful team. Yeah. And we'll see how much of a difference that makes, but he was terrible. Benched. He was terrible. Twice. Right? But like what else is out he there? For, he got benched for PJ Walker. And then Sam Darnold. You talk about the daily double. And then JJ Walker. <laughs> and then JJ Watt. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were going to do dueling gambos for JJ's. I'm glad we're not going to do that. No, you don't have anything to lose. I was trying to think of a Donald. I was trying to think of a Donald Duck. You, uh, Aaron Donald, Donald Duck, Donald. Tom Draper. Yeah. Um, you got nothing to lose if you're San Francisco. Boy, why not? Bring him in. Yeah. You're the backup. You're the backup. And then you just, you, you, you were, and then when Purdy struggles, you've got him there to put him in a game and see if he can play. Yeah. You don't bring him in as the starter. You're, you're going to come in as the backup right now. Yeah. It's just, it's, uh, look, I don't feel bad for San Francisco. They're a division rival, but then everything was shaping up for San Francisco to be a powerhouse in the NFC, an absolute powerhouse. Now that's gone. Now that's gone. Now maybe even with Jimmy G, they weren't as good as Philly, and maybe with Jimmy G, they weren't even as good as Dallas. I would have picked them. You would have picked them to go to the Super Bowl. I would have picked them to go to the Super Bowl with Garoppolo if they were healthy. Yeah, honestly, I might have too. But without him, nope. I don't think that they can. You may get one easy game, but then you got two hard games, right? I mean, you may have. Season ends right now. They play the Giants. The 49ers are the three. They play the Giants as the six. Mm-hmm. So, the and for what it's worth, the Bucks are four. The Cowboys are five. The Giants, as I mentioned, are six. The Seahawks are seven. Vikings are two. The Eagles are one. Could they beat the Giants with Brock Purdy? Yes. Yeah, they could. Can they beat the Eagles, the Cowboys, or the Vikings? No. I'd say no, not what Brock. I don't. I don't. I don't know for sure, but I would say it'd be harder. Have you subscribed to the Burns and Gambo Show podcast? Well, good for you. Maybe others can as well. Subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You'll never miss any of the shows. Never the Burns and Gambo Show pod. You didn't. You haven't subscribed to the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You don't even know how to Venmo somebody. You don't even know how to make a bet on your phone, and you subscribe to a podcast. The heck you have. See what I did there? See what I just did there? 
The heck you have. I'm going to learn how to Venmo somebody one day. Uh, when you learn how to subscribe to a podcast, you'll never miss any of our show, Gambo. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. She'd be glad to know you knew how to subscribe to a podcast. Yes. Tell my wife, hey, can you find a bagel shop that's open at 6 in the morning for me when get, she was here in Phoenix? Get a higher price. When I was in Vegas so we could go get breakfast in the morning. Get a higher price selling your home. Guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. I would just drive around and go through all the shopping centers until I found one. She was like, here, this Einstein's all open at six. The other ones are all open at eight. I'm like, great. You don't have Apple Maps? Like, I don't know what to put in there. Bagel. Go to Google. Bagel shops. Even Lauren has both of her hands on her head. Like, how do you not know that? You just go to Google. Bagel stores near me. Boom. I don't have the address. It'll give it to you. That's the point. It'll 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 pop up a map on your phone. The, your car will talk to you. Turn right here. Turn left there. Go two point one miles. I'm gonna try this right now. He doesn't think it's real. <laughs> I thought you needed an address to put in maps that says location. Like you got to you put in an address every day, people. Every damn. That's next. What's next? What am I teasing? I don't know. I'm so lost. Bagel bagel stores nearby. Uh Uh-huh. Search nearby. Uh Uh-huh. I can hit it. Uh Uh-huh. There's one that's, it's closed. Uh, Well, it is. It's closed at 4.45 in the afternoon. Bagels tend to be more of a morning dish. Mm. It's close, though. 2.9 miles away. Ooh, so if you, like, click on that, and, like, this map pops up, and it tells you where to go. Oh, look at that. Look, it's a map. Wow, eight minutes away. Wow. Every... Damn. I don't ever use this thing. I don't know. Day. You know who Nick Saban's Crimson Tide should be in the college football playoff? Nick Saban thinks that his Crimson Tide should be in the playoffs. Is he right? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Well, you know, we're obviously disappointed. Uh, we wanted to see our team have an opportunity to play and get in the playoffs. But, you know, we're going to get an opportunity to play someone somewhere in a good game. And uh, that's going to be an opportunity for our players to create value for themselves and uh, show what kind of team we really have. Nick Saban taking on a conciliatory tone on ESPN's college football show. What not one of the final four teams selected in college football's playoffs despite all of his heavy-duty politicking and stumping on Saturday night at halftime of that Purdue-Michigan so game. what game are they in? They are in. I'm glad you asked. I have to look real quick. So I took a screenshot of... Oh, they're playing K-State. Is that who it is? Yeah. Okay. All right. Take Kansas State and whatever points they're giving them. Because like, those kids aren't... They don't play for that game. Well, the, the question is... They don't play, they play for national championships. The question is how many of those kids are actually going to play in that game. You know? Because right. we've seen the trend the last few years. If you're a top player... if you, Heck, even if you're not... Now now you got me using the word heck. Even if you're not a top player... That's two hecks. So how many it, can we it, get to before the end of the show? It's just... It's such an unusual word for our show. We're not used to being so nice with our language. It's very strange. Um... You're a second round pick. You're a third round pick. You might back out. Some of those kids don't play. Yeah, and you're not playing for national champ. It's the Sugar Bowl. I mean, it's the it's it's a big bowl game. New Year's Eve uh, day. It's 
11 a.m. in the morning, and it's against Kansas State. K. Kansas State in the points because like, you're Alabama. Like you go to win that. Like those kids are going to be devastated that they're not in the Final Four. Wasn't there a year when Utah played Alabama in a bowl game and it was the same deal? And they beat them. And, and Utah and they beat them. Crushed them if I they remember beat them. right. Yep. If I remember right, absolutely. They them. Saban when he was on Sports Center yesterday. Of course, the the playoffs are done. It's set. It was announced yesterday. Georgia is the number one. They'll play Ohio State the number four. Michigan is the number two. They will play TCU the number three. That game is at the Verbo Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Eve day. Uh, those are your final four. Saban yesterday on SportsCenter really stumping hard for his team, as you would expect him to. I think the whole goal is to get the best teams in the playoff. And if there's any teams that are getting in the playoff that we had to play, uh, would we be the underdog? Uh, or would we be the favorite? And if we would be the favorite, that means we're the better team. Our team finished the season really strong. I think we lost two games in the middle of the season when we weren't 100%. Our quarterback wasn't 100% healthy on the road against top 10 teams. And I think some of the teams show vulnerability when they have big losses at the end of the season. Uh, and our, our team finished strong. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll do everything we can to get the best teams in, in the playoffs. So let me get this straight. Nick Saban wants a system where point spreads will determine who gets to play for the national championship. Yeah. Hey, we would have been favored. Okay, that that's what this has become, what, right? Yeah. Listen, I mean, I think we all would agree. Like, if they played TCU ten times, they'd beat them. You know, maybe ten times. Like, I don't think we're sitting here like, oh no, it's, a, it's an even matchup. No, I mean, but what? But but, but the games matter. The games have to matter. They have to matter. And what happened is that you lost two games. You lost to Tennessee. You lost to LSU. Sure, they were both close games. They were both on the road. But the question with Bama isn't who they lost to as much as it is who did they beat? Who did they beat? Utah State, the University of Louisville Monroe. Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Oh, what about that big win against Austin P two weeks ago? <laughs> against Austin P. They didn't beat anybody. They didn't beat any top ten teams. They beat three teams that had a winning record all year long. The entire season. They beat three teams that had a winning record. They didn't deserve to be there. No, they didn't. Yeah, so I'm it's not like, arguing for them. Yeah. yeah, listen, I mean, so they you know, yes, they, they, their losses are great, but they don't have the wins. That would justify them getting in over anybody else. I disagree with Saban. No, I, I do too. And, I understand and, what he's trying to do. And, and, and of course, and, and he's trying to plant these seeds. And, he's, and, and what's funny about it is, here in another two years, it's not going to matter, right? Because here in another two years, no. playoff expansion is here, and yeah. it's here to stay. And they'll get in, and they'll get in because had had the the new format been in place this year. Right. Here's how it would have looked. Right. Okay. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and Ohio State okay. would have all had buys. All buys. So the top four get buys. Okay. Top I have not fours? heard this yet, so I'm going to listen okay. to you. Go ahead. Top fours would have had buys. Okay. Okay. Washington would have played Alabama at Alabama. That's the 512. So a Pac-12 school would have got in? Yes. Oh, a couple of Pac-12 schools would have come. Well, would have found well first of all, to. okay, hold it. Well, in the new arrangement, you're a conference champ, you get in. So a Pac-12 team can automatically have three losses and you're in. You're, okay. There will always be a Pac-12 school in. Okay, but okay, so Washington against Bama. Washington against Bama at Tuscaloosa. Your six eleven matchup would okay. have been Tennessee versus Penn State. Okay, Penn State is in the Rose Bowl, I believe. I believe you are correct. Okay, um, your seven ten would be Clemson versus USC, and your eight nine. 
would be Utah versus Kansas State. So three Pac-12 schools would yes, have got in. Three Pac-12 schools would have gotten in. Yep. It's and a joke. Alabama would have hosted Washington. Tennessee would have hosted Penn State. Clemson would have hosted USC. Utah would have hosted K-State. And then in the next round, those games go to bowl games. Right, so like, yeah, so you don't get the home field. So you game. don't get the home field anymore. So then, then it then it turns over to the bowl games, and then and that's here to stay. That's that's how take it's out the be. top four teams, to, and and now take out Alabama because the answer with Alabama is definitely yes. Any of those other teams can? Any of those other teams win a national championship? Um, no, not a, well. Tennessee, Utah, Washington, Tennessee, USC. I, no, I, I think Clemson. No, I think Utah could have gone on a run. Because they always play better at the end of the season than they do at the beginning. Okay. I, th- I like Utah. I, I think Utah could have, I don't know if they could have won a championship, but I think they could have gone on a run. I think if I'm taking out Alabama, Tennessee maybe could have gone on a little bit of a run. But no, I mean, no. Any of them better they didn't than have their quarterback, though. That's Tennessee. true, yeah. Washington's not winning a championship. It couldn't even beat ASU. Penn State, <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that. Because for those of you, if you're if you're a Pac-12 fan and you're upset your team's not in the Final Four, our guy John Wilner, Pac-12 insider for the San Jose Mercury News, tweeted out the most important game of the year this year in the Pac-12 was UW's loss at ASU, and his reasoning is sound. If the Huskies win that game, they're eleven and one, and they're playing USC in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday night, which means the winner of that game has one loss and is a conference champion, and they're in. They're in. So by Washington by losing Washington, that game to ASU, fascinating. you know, it, it, it would have assured a one-loss conference champ coming out of the Pac-12, and that would have guaranteed you basically a spot in the Final Four. But because ASU beat Washington, it wasn't to be. So ASU screwed the Pac-12 by winning that football game. Sam Shornaguano, no, <laughs> but like you know, right. I mean it's true. It's true. It's, it's like true. When you think about it, to that, yeah, they would have been a one-loss Pac-12 champion, and they would have gotten into the, the into the game despite being far apart in the standings. Tonight's Suns Mavs matchup is a lot more than a regular season game. Are there demons to be exercised tonight in Dallas? That's next. Burns and Gambo.